the whole having a Netscape Slack emote is going to really change the game. Yeah. Just a big shout out to Krabs for that. We're, we've taken it to the next level. Next level, Ola. I think he might have just imported them from another Slack. Hey, that's still initiative. I mean, do I have to add more Lola ones? I think we have, what, eight? Yeah. There's Lola angry or Lola defuck. There's Lola thinking. Lola feels. Lola feels. Lola smile. Mm -hmm. Lola Kong. Mm -hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Those are the ones I use most often. I use Lola defuck most often. Yeah. He got a Sega and a THQ logo in there. He's got the Travolta looking around. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to get kind of crazy in here now. Slack might get acquired. Really? For like, uh, the rumor was like $8 billion. Oh, Everyone I know uses that. Even people working in the same office use Slack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think it's replacing email in a lot of ways. Email, AOL, IM, even even like Skype. I know a lot of people who before Slack they would sign into Skype to message each other. Yeah, but Slack lets you easily start group chats. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna turn off Slack. That's a distraction too. <laughs> That's the problem with it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it gets all up in your shit. What's up? Are you ready to have a conversation about Japan? She wants to hear about it, too. We talked about it a little bit in the car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, look. There. That's why I was like, I gave you a place to put your drink down because I'm like, <laughs> you're going to have to pet yeah, her with one hand to. and hold the mic with the other. Yeah, okay. We're not fancy yet okay. with, with microphone holders. Pop stoppers. What? They're coming at you from all angles. Yeah, this podcast is better when there's a puppy sitting on top of you. <laughs> I think. Puppy cast. It's the pooper cast. Oh, pooper cast. Oh, belly rub. <laughs> yeah. Got that side belly rub. Oh, there's the leg. She's <laughs> got the leg going. We have liftoff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's about Lola. She's going to be looking at you the whole fucking show. <laughs> that's okay. I guess we should start. All right. What should we... I got my phone muted. I got my computer muted. I can't mute this puppy. Nope. Um, God, it's been... How long has it been? I think it's been three weeks. Three weeks since we left two weeks ago, and three three weeks ago we recorded two episodes. So we're gone the first week, last week, and oh, wow. this week. Three weeks. Good God! Our people demand content. How many hurricanes have happened in that time? Uh, we've averaged about one a week, I, I think. So like three hurricanes and like multiple. Um, it's, it's been a bad couple. Celebrity of days. celebrity deaths. Yeah. Uh, mass shooting yeah <sighs> how do you start off a show the day after a mass shooting like you don't no or you talk about netflix emoticons yeah maybe you talk about slack 
They're not Netflix. Netscape. Nets. Oh, oh he actually Netflix. he did put the Netflix emoticon in oh, there too. This is gonna be. This is life is getting complicated. Yeah. When was the last time you had to choose between Netflix or Netscape in a conversation? I don't think ever. I think, I think this, this is the first. first. This is definitely a yeah. first time that Krabs is ushering in first. <laughs> he's an innovator. Yeah. You know, he's our tech uh, tech correspondent, tech yeah. editor. He's over there building rigs just for fun. He built it for his mom. Oh, really? Did you see that one? No, no. Yeah, last week's build. Uh, his mom, w- uh, their house was uh, hit by, was it Irma? Yeah, Hurricane Irma. Oh, wow. And uh, they lost power, and there was a power surge, and her computer just fried as a result. So he built her a new PC, uh, kind of built off of his previous build, which he didn't actually create. He just kind of put together as a as a budget build. Uh, he kind of altered that a little because she didn't need it. I think he put an i3 in it instead of an i5. Mm. Uh, it's not really a gaming computer. She just goes on Facebook, yeah. does email, word processing. Yeah. But yeah, he built her a computer. That's awesome. It was sweet. It's a very sweet article. And uh, he's a sweet guy for putting all these awesome emotes in Slack. Yeah. We're going to have to have him on the show soon. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out. End of the year festivities are approaching. I know, and Extra Life is approaching. Yep. So, yeah. I want a glad death over Mulholland. I want to ride through name in the sky. I'm going to free fall out into nothing. going to leave this world for Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host. I'm Asif Khan, CEO of Shack News. I'm editor in chief of Shack News. I do a lot of other things at the site. Uh, I don't do all the social media anymore. Ozzy has the password now. Oh, okay. So some of that social media action you've handed the keys off. It's coming to coming from Long Beach now. Wow. Sometimes. Some of the dank memes are still coming from me. You know your dank memes. You can tell. You have the dankest memes. I if have there's a dank meme posted. I assume. Yeah, I got. I have a lot of dank memes. Yeah, but I also. It's not like I'm creating them. You know, no, I, I I'm you're, you're I'm humble. Got, you got your finger on the pulse of dank memes, and I, so you share them. I I keep one eye on dank memes and one eye on Shack News. Yeah, and my other eye on Army of Techno. Right. But with me, as usually. 
is my co-host David Craddock. He drove the the long, <laughs> the long trek. Those five minutes, man, across Canton, it's Ohio, uphill both ways. So this this week's episode is brought to you by. I'm going to give a shout out to two restaurants in Nagoya, Japan. Okay, that's appropriate because we haven't had an episode for a while. So but you know we love tacos. Oh yeah, Desperados was the first place. Ooh, which was delicious Mexican food. If you're in Nagoya. It's uh, near Chikusa. Uh, it's not bad at all. You know, it's it's uh, for Japan, pretty affordable. Okay. Only downside is they smoke cigarettes in there. Really? Yeah. Eh. They do in most places. You know, so it's like if you're getting out, if you're going out to a nice dinner, you might Got be sitting next to someone. Yeah. Smoke you might be yeah. sitting next to someone. Uh, who's smoking cigarettes? Why? Why haven't they instituted a no smoking policy? Yet? I think because the air sucks there in general. Oh, so they're just like indoors, outdoors, like whatever. The air yeah. sucks. Okay, and you know we had a nuclear meltdown north of us just just you know what six years ago. Right, right. It's a little different over there. I mean, they're trying, but it's overpopulated. Yeah, know, it's polluted. Yeah, uh, I just don't think they care. <laughs> but anyway, <sighs> that's one of the restaurants. Okay. So that's the downside. But the Mexican food is delicious. Okay. Good other one was called Mogul Palace. It was Indian food. Ooh. Always some of the down for Indian food. Best curries I've ever had. Some of the best kebabs I've ever had. They had cheese naan there. Free. Oh, cheese naan. Free. It didn't cost any extra to ask for cheese naan. Wow. I was like, wow. Talk about a fine. And I can't eat cheese or naan anymore. But my friend was all about this. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I was just impressed. Have I, you tried Bombay Sitar yet? No, Down I need. The street. I'm gonna go there and be depressed because I had this awesome Indian food for the past two weeks. <laughs> but it's so good. I know. I need to try it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, those are the two restaurants that are sponsoring this uh, week's episode. Choice picks. Now they're not really sponsoring us. They didn't pay us any money. I just happened to eat there yeah. at both of those places multiple times and really like their food. Okay. So I wanted to shout them out. If you're in Nagoya, if you happen to be in Japan. And you're in Nagoya, why not give either of those a shot? And this is this is another one of our trends. When we find a good taco place, we go there again. Yeah, and again. Oh man, we, and we, again and again. We get long taco. We're like that taco. Yeah, I want it again. Yeah, you know it's happened to us <laughs> in multiple places, and it's going to be a probably a theme for when we go on location for various yeah, shows. I would say so. Should we introduce our our third co-host? <laughs> our third co-host this week is the puppy Lola, the chair pup of the board. <laughs> She's very excited. Uh, instead of having her, instead of having her, you know, across the hallway from us while we're in the, uh, I the don't know, studio. What are, we, what are we calling it? Your the, home, the studio, I guess. The dojo. You got a lot going on in there. It's kind of a dojo. Yeah. It's we'll it's call the it dojo. The shack dojo. We'll call it the VR the, dojo. The mo dojo. Maybe a mo dojo. Hmm. Perhaps. I don't know. It doesn't have a pitched roof, so. There is that, but my house does. Okay. So I don't know where we go with that. No. This is a work in progress. Yeah. We'll have to think about it. But yeah, anyway, we're not in that side of the house. We're in the the living area. And Lola in, is here. In front of a fireplace that has two TVs. Right. Uh, and it used to have a switch plugged into it, but I had to unplug it. No TVs over the fireplace. Instead, we have them in front of the fireplace. Yeah. I mean, where else was I going to put them? Right. 
I think it'll be absurd with a with a couch this deep. This yeah. was the only configuration this that made sense. This is a deep sun. couch. To sit back, I have two large pillows. Yeah. It's Otherwise, a, I'd be lying down. It's also extremely long, so a tall yeah. person could sleep here easily. Yeah, I like that. I like this. Yeah. This is a good couch. Yeah, Lola's a big fan of this couch. Yeah. She's a big fan of everything right now. She's pretty happy. Yeah, she's just super happy to be home. I just picked her up today. Uh, if you weren't paying attention, I've been gone <laughs> for over two weeks yeah i was in japan hanging out uh you know for about four days in nagoya which is in the southern part of japan it's kind of east of osaka yeah and then i went up to tokyo for five days and did the whole tgs thing the tokyo game show you got some stories i definitely experienced things in, yeah. in at the Tokyo Game Show and even outside of it when we went uh we went to VR Zone in Shinjuku Tokyo oh, cool. we, that same night we went to uh, a, a place called Robot Restaurant I've heard of Robot Restaurant okay and uh Shinjuku is like the red light district of Tokyo or mm-hmm. one of them I guess there's multiple red light districts in Tokyo mm-hmm. but it was shady but it's funny cuz you see this massive complex mm with the vr zone written on it and you go in there and you know what it's actually really cool i uh is it like I, a vr arcade yes oh oh i'd be down for that and it was 4400 yen to play i think it was like all the games but you had to wait and then there was an option to pay 1200 yen or sorry 2000 yen you could play like one game what is it? So, what do you mean? Wait, are there lines, or do you? There's have lines. Certain. Okay. Was it busy? It was insanely busy. Uh. The wait for Mario Kart was an hour and a half, and I just couldn't do it. We were no. we had other stuff to do that night. We had to go to Robot Restaurant. Yeah. And my friends like didn't want to spit, didn't want to pay forty four hundred yen. No, I was just sitting here thinking I don't know that I'd pay forty four hundred yen if I had to wait like an hour and a half. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like going to an amusement park. Exactly. Like you can buy your pass, but then you're gonna wait for like two or three hours for every roller. So we chose just to do one experience and then there were some free ones set up around them, so you you could do more if you really if you okay. wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um I tr- we tried Dragon Ball. Oh, is it is it a fighting game or how does that work in VR? You're literally summoning the the ball of energy in your hands oh, and firing at people, and it's <laughs> that's cool. it's it's online multiplayer, and you can talk to your friends while you're doing it. Awesome. The cool thing about VR Zone, where where I think there's a future in this, is they created a platform that you stand on, mm-hmm. and you know when you're charging your energy in Dragon Ball, how it kind of raises up the ground, and yeah. That actually starts ha- like you you see particles coming out of the ground, and the floor underneath you start shaking. As you have your fists clenched. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it is really, really, really immersive. <laughs> uh, and then even when you like let go of the ball, uh, the one thing I have to I have to make sure to m- I mentioned, they made you take off your shoes. Mm-hmm. You know me, I'm a big fan of foot presence because you know Duke Nukem had feet. I think yeah. everyone should have feet. Right. There should be feet in VR. Yep. So you have to slide on these Crocs that have uh, the Vive Tracker on them. Oh. So you have vibe, two vibe trackers on, you know, one on each foot. Yeah. You have a belt with vibe trackers on. And then instead of using controllers, you had this glove with two vibe trackers on it. That kind of one on, it, it was a uh, one on your, like, I guess the back of your hand and mm-hmm. then a different kind of sensor on your wrist. 
Hmm. So it was really interesting. Uh, the amount of, you know, and then not to mention, you're still wearing a Vive on your head and they still oh, right. had the lighthouse tracking. How much room, room do you have to move around? Um, the platform is probably like a four by four foot square. Okay. You know, and you have, uh, someone there watching you while you're in VR to make sure you don't fall or anything. Yeah. And they have one person for each station. They had four stations lined up and it was me and two friends and then one random guy. Okay. And what I, what was hard was, I think it's cause I'm tall. Mm-hmm. I was having trouble aiming. So I was either shooting too low or shooting too high. And that was kind of frustrating. Yeah. So it was like the precision wasn't there, but the presence was there. The immersion was there. And what I think's cool about it is that it it's this it shows what you can do when you don't just build a software game for VR, but you build a whole experience around it for VR. Yeah. You know? And when when you look at the cart setup, I didn't get to play it, but you're sitting in a go-kart. You know, you're pressing yeah. a pedal. Yeah. It's one-to-one uh, interaction with a mixed reality sort of sense. I've, I've kind of believed for years that VR could do very well in arcades because it's something that a lot of people won't be able to get at home. You know, anybody can go out <clears throat> and buy a PS4 or an Xbox One, but not everyone can go out and drop thousands of dollars on a good gaming PC in a yeah. VR headset. And so VR arcades seem like a natural step yeah for that technology and like you said you can build experiences you can have the moving platforms you can have the the car cockpits it makes sense yeah and then you know they had some like space shooter where they were doing something similar yeah um it was cool i would want to i wanted to go back i tried to go there for the media day i guess we we missed it by a day okay um I'm going to have to go back. I want to play Mario Kart in VR. Yeah. Um, and I, from what I've heard, they're opening, they're going to open more of them because it's, it's killing it in Japan or just, I would think in Japan it. first, it seems to, good, I, th- I think good testing ground. I just based on TGS mm-hmm. versus E3 versus GDC this year versus even CES this year, mm-hmm. way more floor space was dedicated to VR at TGS than any of the other shows. I think Japanese people still care a lot about VR. But also in the East, cyber cafes and places of that nature have always thrived. That's right. It's more so than here. Uh, and so I, I places like VR World you know, starting there, or VR <laughs> Zone, make, well, that makes more sense here. Yeah. Uh, it makes more sense to to kind of build, a gr- build it up to a groundswell over there and maybe start to move it elsewhere. Yeah. So it, that was a cool experience. Um like I said, we went to robot restaurant at night. That was insane. I, I put it on my personal YouTube. I actually oh. recorded the whole show. Someone was giving me shit because I also hate this. When you go to a concert or something and there's yeah. someone that's just recording the whole thing. Yeah. That's lame. But that's not robot restaurant. Robot restaurant is insane. Mm-hmm. It's not like just going to see uh, your favorite band or U2 or something. You know, it's like yeah. you're seeing... A spectacle yeah and i have friends that wanted to go that couldn't and they're like dude record this so i can see it yeah so i did and uh if you want to i'll link it i'll link it in the uh yeah, the post for this week yeah. uh robot restaurant uh is worth going to it costs <laughs> pretty penny i think it was about six thousand yen so so set the stage for me what is robot restaurant i'm thinking of a place like chuck e cheese no, almost. It's uh, 
So you go upstairs and this this lounge and it looks like Las Vegas style trippy from the seventies, right? Okay. And there's this girl and she's singing Adele with a band playing, and the band are all dressed up as robots. This is the pre-show. This is the opening act. Okay. And then after that, they're like, oh, head on downstairs now. It's time for the show. And it's like three rows on either side of this dance kind of floor, right? Yeah. And it's like a, a smallish club. Uh-huh. Each wall has these projectors on it or screens. And your ear, it's like, see, please be seated. They have like concession stands with wheels on them that they rolled out. It was almost like I was at a circus, hmm. like a weird kind of sideshow circus. And they come over and here's these. Uh, they're like, OK, you know, they have this like one almost like the the hostess comes out and is like, we're about to start the show. So they they take all the drink carts and everything off. Mm-hmm. And it's like these they're these animatronic floats almost is how i describe some of these robots they start rolling out onto the into the scene and there's the first scene was like people drumming and there was like they were they were just going off it was like really hardcore drumming and screaming and wow uh yeah it was intense that does sound like a spectacle yeah so then the next you know they they start telling a story there's like lore to the robot restaurant <laughs> um yeah so they start telling a story and uh you know it, it was about how like the the woods were being infiltrated by these evil like robot people and then the animals and everyone had to fight against them yeah. so on one side were these like animatronic alligators with you know people on top of them wearing costumes you know men and women doing all sorts of crazy things and fighting with like various like fake things at one point uh a shark ate one of the girls on <laughs> the, you know like it was just funny and like super campy and like that sounds fun though yeah it was definitely fun it, you know dinner and a show yeah, yeah don't eat the food but yeah oh, okay we went to we went to a restaurant right before okay uh the food was you know it's like normal loungy pubby you go for the the robot you're going for the show okay yeah uh but there was a deal that we got online to make the tickets cheaper they're actually i think they go for almost eight thousand yen now which is technically more than a day at disneyland damn it's just kind of crazy yeah that is pretty crazy (laughs) it shows you how little people care about disneyland over there (laughs) and how hot of a show robot restaurant is uh but yeah so that was those are a couple of the things that i did in shinjuku and yeah vr zone was definitely a highlight of my trip i wish i could have done yeah the place more yeah uh and i i I was just happy because i'm like i'm a big vr guy i want it to succeed Mm -hmm. and i feel like we saw a proof of concept for how vr can succeed it's a bandai namco uh product too oh cool yeah apparently they paid nintendo to have cart because hmm. there's no way nintendo would just allow that no you know yeah they, and they are in the loop yeah so they gotta be when nintendo sits there and says yeah we don't see a future in vr i think this just lip service i think that maybe they mean consoles and uh, or maybe they mean right now i think in they, the living room yeah I think their they, thing their thing is local co-op couch co-op i think they're saying we don't want to make a vr hmd 
and I'm fine with that. But don't don't make a headset. But they'll license there. But like, yeah. yeah, like it if they have the same religion they have with mobile, yeah, with VR, yeah, I don't see how they couldn't just print money, you know, by like doing all sorts of different VR experiences and partnering with people who are willing to develop games. Well, and I think they might also get into a situation where someone like a Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. takes an interest in it just like Miyamoto took a hands-on interest in in Super Mario Run that's right you know and just try and experiment if he doesn't like it he can always go back to you know switch games the core Nintendo business yeah I mean console games you know and honestly he's just floating around anyway right now yeah, he can do whatever he wants if something catches his eye he can dabble in it I saw him it must have been two or three three years ago at the oculus booth trying out alien isolation at e3 yeah hmm yeah, sorry, at E3. So it must have been E3 2015. Hmm, okay. Back when Oculus had a booth. Right. Woof. Way back then. <sighs> yeah, Oculus did not have a booth at TGS. Not many people did. But you said VR was better represented there than at E3, where it was a very uh, a much smaller presence. Yeah. At E3 this year compared to last year. It was, was cool, though. And it was a lot of grassroots stuff. It wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't big things. It wasn't companies you'd heard of. One demo I saw, I didn't get to try because it, it was in Japanese and I, I wouldn't have done well. It was VR boxing karaoke. <laughs> what a mix. What a combo. <laughs> okay. Right? Okay. I was like, okay, I'm kind of sold here. Yeah, like, I'll try that. I'm like, if that was in English, I would try it. But yeah. I, I, I couldn't read. Yeah. Uh, you can't read Japanese, and th- there were no American songs in it. Okay, I'm like, this is definitely made for Japanese people. Yeah, but wow, cool. Yeah, that's a cool idea. I saw another thing called Gyro VR, which was a super impractical thing. I saw a lot of impractical things. Like Japan is like a land of impractical things. Yeah, this is they were called it Gyro VR or VR Gyro. I can't remember. It's like a so you're sitting in what looks like kind of like you you've been to Cedar Point, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know like the Raptor? Yeah. Uh where your your feet are hanging from the roller coaster? Yeah. It's like you're sitting in two Raptor seats. Except you're inside of this weird gyroscope that can spin you and turn you in any direction. And then they put you in VR. Oh man. I don't know that I could handle that. I'm like I'm good. Yeah. Like I understand the I understand that in elite dangerous yeah. would be super immersive yeah but no but you know what though objectively to your point that further illustrates a good use of vr it's an experience in this in an arcade type setting yeah that you really couldn't have in your, even if you own a vr headset you probably don't have this huge gyroscope yeah they had know? a huge line yeah uh, even on the even on the business days there was a, cool. there was a big line for it. I was like, I'm good. I would never try it, but I, I did not cool want. Thing. I did not want to try it. Nope. I was I was good. No. Um, I saw a couple of uh, like one was like a turret game mm-hmm. that was made for VR, and they had an actual turret that you would sit at. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. It the demo broke down a couple times while I was waiting in line, so I couldn't try it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, these are a lot of smaller indie. But it's also experimental. Things. That's fun. Yeah, it was definitely cool. Um, I took some footage of a dude riding a, a saddle. It was a VR saddle uh, that got some likes on the on the fudge panel and the the, the twinster gritter. Um, but yeah, I uh, it was interesting. Okay. Uh, 
the other thing that's just getting really popular over there is these it's like you're not even you're not really seducing anyone you're just kind of interacting with a vr thing mm-hmm. be it talk you know just walking up to them in one demo you were uh it's just weird like you're touching them you like walk up to them you touch them on the face they say something it's like they're working really hard in japan at coming up with a way for people to interact with npcs and vr hmm. they're working really hard on that way harder than we are in the states yeah and i think it's like that whole like vr like we're moving to a world of vr waifus <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i mean uh that's uh that's kind of interesting almost the first thing that it called to mind was uh steam how how visual novels have kind of exploded on steam and over there it sounds like they have their own you know kind of little niche of vr where you're it's like you said you're not seducing but you are able to otherwise interact yeah (laughs) with these npcs i think this is just the early stages of uh, a revolution of vr sex robots yeah like i think we're just seeing the very early stages of what will basically be the downfall of mankind well and you know our own uh shack news correspondent Krabs has been writing a lot about yeah sex, sex robots. robots yeah if, i think his feature was called am i going to be murdered by a sex robot which is a question we we have to ask ourselves it now. was funny my, my i was talking to my brother on the phone about because i was like this is one of my key takeaways from tgs is that vr sex robots are most likely going to be a thing of the future it's chobits man and uh it could be the downfall of humanity, mm-hmm. but at the same time, whenever they go public as a stock, I'm going to invest in them. Sure. They're going to print money. Yeah. Um, so I was telling them, that's one of my best investment ideas to come out of TGS is that VR sex robots are the future. So they're working hard on it. Man. So, yeah, it's a very, di- you know, kind of pivoting off of that. It's a very sexual event. There's a lot of, like misogyny in japan yeah that's still going on they've got uh smoking indoors and and misogyny yeah alive and well it's like a yeah i I, I don't know it's like a it's a different land yeah so anyway there was another game i tried out that wasn't vr that kind of i already posted gameplay of to the site it's called bullet girls fantasia right and in this game they showed on stage this demo where you're it's like a it's kind of like a shooter, you're, you're a third-person shooter, and you're running around. But apparently, you lose clothes, you strip, and that gives you powers in the game. So the more naked you are, something's yeah, like your ultimate happens when you're topless or something. Huh. Um, they had two girls there that were clothed, and by the end of the presentation, were not. They were wearing underwear, but not yeah. much else. That was interesting. But that wasn't playable. They just had this huge stage. It was like the size of the Lawbreakers at E3 stage. Wow. Dedicated to that game. And then behind it was Earth Defense Force 5. Um, So on the side, you could try out a different mode in this game that they did have ready to play. And it was even weirder. There was a girl. You could choose one of these anime-looking characters. Mm -hmm. Once again, going back to this idea of interacting with non npcs yeah right this game you literally have a a a young lady and she's in a compromised position 
and you can spin her around with the camera and you can decide you can pick four things to use before the game starts mm-hmm. and they're really offensive there's like a pacifier oh, there was like a sausage there was huh. like i think condensed milk a squirt gun and then you could choose to spank poke or slap hmm. Hmm. and i was like oh boy yeah so i i chose condensed milk squirt gun pacifier and the sausage because mm-hmm. i'm gonna go full offensive with this right and yeah it felt really weird and i was there's a, a lovely booth uh brand ambassador next to me you know this, this nice young lady and we're asking her like what do you think of this game she's like oh i, I wouldn't play it <laughs> <laughs> and then even the guys came over they're like this game is very japanese yeah that's what they that's how they described it their own brand ambassadors described as me as very japanese this must like tap into certain fetishes over there i'm guessing there's a condensed milk fetish over there after playing that game and what's weird is that like you get graded on it it's like good and she like responds to things and like she she tells you when she doesn't like it so if you use too much condensed milk in the wrong area you get a negative score Hmm. and at the very end it gives you like a, a a to f grade yeah Holy shit, that game was weird. Yeah. But I played it at TGS for Shack News because I, I had to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you see something like that, you have to. How do you not try that? Yeah. And it's, it's coming out for Vita. Can you imagine being next to someone on an airplane and they're playing that? I'm sorry. I'm still getting over the news. This is coming out for Vita. Right? Out for Vita. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. First of all, something's coming out for Vita. <laughs> And it's this. Sitting here processing like Vita. Vita. Oh, I remember. Yeah, you know, the thing that, that, you know, Sony tried to do. Yeah. No, that's weird. That's definitely something you have to try. It's for PS4 as well. Okay, okay. You're not going to see it. You certainly wouldn't see it on a stage at a show in the West. No. Not at all. No. You know, and that's that was one thing I noticed. And, And like so many games that i hadn't heard of that maybe mmos or you know popular mobile games yeah that you wouldn't see have a booth in america had massive booths over there what i learned when i was you know this is a really interesting takeaway from japan i traveled on trains every day Mm -hmm. i did not see one nintendo switch really I saw people on their phones playing mobile games. But Switch is selling well over there, right? Switch is selling well over there. But maybe it's not a handheld. Because I know that like 10, 15 years ago, you could get... My friend taught English over there for three years as part of the JET program. Mm-hmm. And he, he took pictures of when he would ride the trains, almost every other person had a DS out. People have DSs still. still. People have three DSs still. Okay. But I didn't see a single Switch. And I think it's because Switch doesn't fit in your pocket. Yeah. It fits in your bag. It's almost, yeah, it's like nominally a portable. You can't slip that in a pocket. Like you said, like when I take my Switch around, I take it and it's carried. You can't be standing on the train playing a Switch. Right. That's hard to do. Yeah. You can with the 3DS and you definitely can with your phone. Yeah. So these MMOs and like rpgs and things that you don't think would be popular on mobile Mm -hmm. are super popular over there yeah 
So these games, they know. They know where their market is. They have the analytics, and they're like, we're going to have a booth at TGS. Right. So I'm learning about these companies, and I'm like, they did a really interesting thing. Once again, going back to misogyny, and I don't even know if it's misogyny or female empowerment at this point because these are these are models. They're doing work. Yeah. It was a lot of professional cosplay, and they would almost have like every 30 minutes, it would be like a fashion show presentation mm-hmm. at their booth. They'd have gameplay showing on a screen, but every 30 minutes, there would be the characters from the game yeah. trotted out, and they would stand there, and people would take pictures, and then they would go up to the balcony on the top of the booth, and they'd take pictures there, and then they'd go back down. And multiple booths had this kind of setup. Uh-huh. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Because you don't see that in America either. No, although it does make me remember... Uh Around this time last fall, I wrote a, a Tomb Raider feature for my first Shack New Select. Uh-huh. And one of the uh, developers I spoke with at Crystal Dynamics, she's not a developer, an employee. She's the senior community manager, Megan Marie. She got her start doing professional cosplay and mm-hmm. she would do contests and stuff. But it was the events were usually explicitly for that. Yeah. I don't think she did like, you know, these giant trade shows. Yeah, that's what I thought was interesting. Yeah. Is that it's, not, it's not something you'll see just at a you know at e3 especially like they've even they're even cutting down on booth babes like there are no booth babes anymore no at e3 and you know called booth babes. well yeah they'll have female attendance but their attendance just like anyone else i don't know did you around. go to nico this year no i didn't what's going on over at nico it was like make your own costume i guess uh-huh and there were some girls wearing next to nothing at nico it didn't look any different than 10 years ago at nico wow so there's still companies that don't, you know, they don't give a fuck. In the seedier corners of the E3 trade show. I mean, it was right in front of Nintendo. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Nico what was placement? what? No, yeah. GameSpot was in front of Nintendo. Nico was in front of GameSpot. Yeah. IGN was to the left of Nico. Yeah. I know that show floor awfully well. <laughs> yeah, I can picture it right now. <laughs> and I'm like, no. So I feel like E3, I think... Where E3 has really pulled back is the the parties. Yeah. But they're still... Do you mean the after-hours parties? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, there aren't... Nintendo doesn't throw a party at E3 anymore. Hmm. They used to. Sega used to. Well, they're, they're not in the financial position, too. I did hear this year, when I heard about parties, it was a bunch of people getting together. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to this publisher's party and then hop it over yeah. to publisher. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was weird, man. I, I'm going to have to, I took a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. I want to post these pictures in a way that doesn't offend people, but it still gets my point across that like, there's a different view of women over there yeah, than it, than there is here. And there, there's no fear yeah, in those developers. Hmm. And if anything, they were getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Because I had never heard of these companies. Like, Have you ever heard of Six Waves? No. I have no idea who Six Waves is even today, but I remember their name now because yeah. their booth was insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Shack News. Okay. You ever heard okay. of Shack News? No, but their booth was insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like we didn't have people on a balcony dressed up as Shack cosplay. Right. I don't know. What, who would you like? Was there like a Haxum cosplayer out there? <laughs> or or lamp, sand line, like an like a, Like an actual lamp. Yeah. And then like a lime. 
<laughs> so we have cosplay ideas for next year. Oh my god, so. this is brilliant. <laughs> We've hit on something here. We've just struck gold. <laughs> so yeah, that was. But let me ask you about this. Before we sat down to record the show, you said that one aspect of TGS you found very frustrating was it was hard to get interviews. Oh yeah, which is uh, the complete opposite of how E3 and, and GDC go. Yeah, I mean it's a language thing. Everyone's like they're they're they don't want to hire American. They don't want to hire English translators. Right. They don't want to talk to you in English. But also, just developers straight up just not showing up. I think there was there were some devs that just weren't they're were flat out not there. You know, I don't think I, there was anyone to talk to for Monster Hunter World. You know, mm. and that was Capcom's huge thing there, and it was massive. That booth was huge. That game is going to be massively popular in Japan. It is going to be massively popular. I wonder if they didn't bother to show up because they weren't showing anything new, if it was just basically a rerun from shows earlier this year. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... Did they, did they show off gameplay of that? I don't think so. I... Yeah, I don't know. What monster... I think it was... I played Monster Hunter Generations last year. No, I, I don't. No, I Monster Hunter World is brand new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was I got my wires crossed. I was thinking I did something Monster Hunter related to E3 this year, but I didn't. It was last year. And it was 3DS. So yeah, yeah. They did the they did the 3DS. They have a, a one coming to Switch, which are both kind of ports, and yeah. then this uh, the PS4, Xbox One, I think maybe PC game is called Monster Hunter World. It's massive. Okay, but yeah, there's no interview there. Um, Konami had some, I think, some VR titles, some pachinko machines. Oh my god, dude! People are addicted to that shit. I know it's big over there. Massive halls of pachinko machines. I didn't go inside of any of them. I don't know. I'm not that kind of gambler. No, no. Um, I just remember hearing the horror stories that came out from Konami after uh, uh, Hideo. Kojima left and how yeah. everyone over there is being slowly I guess they almost they almost sounded like indentured servants like if you're even if you're a game developer they can just put you on pachinko games maybe and yeah there's a I mean they have Pez the soccer game that came oh out. yeah 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 but that was already out so there, no, there was no one there and we already interviewed them at E3 Those in our, our booth biggest video features yeah that was that did really well on Twitch I think we were on the front page at one point um, but yeah so I don't know. It was weird, man. There just weren't a lot of devs there. There wasn't anyone who wanted to speak to you in English. Uh, and even on day uh, two, uh, we had we had a translator with us. Uh, my friend Adam can speak Japanese pretty well, but he doesn't like know it extremely well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick was uh, his friend actually is fluent and was able to we did we shot one interview it's entirely in japanese Mm -hmm. i asked questions in english then it's translated to a japanese person who responds to me in japanese i've yet to translate the japanese back (laughs) to english that's gonna take some time but it was cool he was working on this ar thing uh that he thinks they're going to use in some esport events uh where they can they almost they were superimposing ar objects into a live shot and doing it with high fidelity using UE4. So it was cool. Um, and they were excited to get an interview. Because yeah. it was one of those. It was like one of the, you remember You remember old Kensha Hall? Yeah. It would have been Kensha Hall. Yeah. But they were just kind of off on the side. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that was one of, the, one of the interviews I got. 
I reached out to Blue Hole. Uh, we've had a pretty good relationship with uh, the PUBG developer since they launched, even before. Uh, but yeah, I, I asked them, I was like, hey, I know Player Unknown's going to be in town. Is there any way you guys could maybe do it for Shack News? And they did. Yep. That's a got, great interview. I got to interview Brendan Green for like 25 minutes about his wildly successful game. Yeah. And he's super cool and really chill and deserves all the success in the world. I'm happy for him. It's awesome to hear people like that. You, you know, like yeah. it, it's he's he has a great story. It's not done yet, mm-hmm. but I not to throw shade at Notch, but he's kind of a dick now compared to where he was. You know, I think I think fame affects people. Sure. Sure. You know, and like I, I'm sorry notch you're not listening anyway and sorry notch fans whoever four of you are same but, sonic the hedgehog fans yeah cross over there yeah i might as well just say it <laughs> i still haven't played sonic mania <laughs> i still remember how you gave me that review take, take this, this shit take it <laughs> i don't you want it it's a good game it's a good game uh, uh yeah. yeah no I'm, I'm glad to hear about uh phil brennan doing well that's awesome yeah that was that was a great interview um looking forward to that coming out on xbox one that'll be interesting you think you'll play it on consoles yeah i don't know probably because my the the friends that i want to play PUBG with are probably not going to play it on pc none of them have yeah i know like you know our our friends over at the cartridge family Mm -hmm. uh john benjamin Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a capable pc right he has a mac they can't play video games. <laughs> um, so he can't play PUBG. Uh, I don't think I've heard Joe Stacio ever mention a PC game. Okay. So I imagine he's holding out for Xbox One. Yeah. So I feel like if we ever want to play PUBG with the Cartridge family, going to have to play it on Xbox One. I'm going to have to get an Xbox One. I got the Scorpio coming. I think we have a review unit. Already? So, not yet. Oh, but we have one coming. Yeah. Okay. Now, I ordered one in case we didn't get a review unit, and then I secured a review unit. Okay. So now there's two. All right. I don't know. Right. Xbox Ones. Yeah. Yeah, Krabs was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but you know what? He's not. I wrote about this running three. He's not the target demographic. Yeah. For the Xbox One X, I feel like, you know, Krabs is the sort of guy. I mean, he's over there building his own rigs. Mm-hmm. He does this for fun. He does it for, for work, for play. He's not going to be interested in a souped-up console because he can build a souped-up PC. Yeah. So no, that's fine. No, and that, yeah, you're right. It is fine. I, I'm I'm hoping uh, they get another game on that system other than PUBG. Uh, but I, I imagine PUBG will sell well. If they were smart, they would bundle the thing with PUBG and maybe like another two games i don't think they have anything big slated for no i'm saying like put gears on it like give give me like yeah a bundle that here PUBG gears doom five hundred dollars yeah just bite the bullet pay the devs yep bundle the games yep that's your only shot microsoft because uh that'd be fine yeah (laughs) yeah if i didn't have a console i'd pick that up it's a great way to hit the ground running i guess gears looks awesome in 4k and they did that they did that with 360 they they had bundles not Uh too soon after launch even though they were killing it where you could get two or three games right off the bat yeah and they they've shown to have a history of not caring about profit so 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, go for it. Right just, now they can't they can't care about profit because it's not going to happen. They just need to get some points on the board. It's too late. Was oh, let me ask you this: Was Xbox uh, much of a presence <laughs> at TGS at all? I figured. <laughs> Cause I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, most Japanese houses <laughs> and apartments can't even fit like an Xbox One, right? Look at you, you're still gone. <laughs> it's so big. They not, not one. I saw more Oculus Rifts on the show floor than I did Xbox One. Oh ones. wow! <laughs> Jeez, I saw more Hololens. It's worse than I thought. I saw more Hololens than I did Xbox Ones. And considering Nintendo doesn't even go to TGS, I saw a hell of a lot of Switches and a lot of devs bragging that they were going to be on Switch if they weren't. That's what I want to hear. Not all of it's good, though, man. A lot of it's crap. Well, that's the same problem they had with Wii and the same problem Sony had with PS2, but it means you're popular. It means everyone wants to be on your platform. You know a great game that is coming out on the Switch? Doom. Besides Doom. Wolfenstein 2. Besides Wolfenstein 2. (laughs) Okay, all right. Hollow Knight. Oh, really? Oh, nice. I interviewed those devs. That's great. That's uh, great. Team Cherry. And that was also a great interview. Uh, once again, they were in the indie side of things. Mm-hmm. I got, I just walked up to him one day. I said, hey, let's talk about your game. You know, I Rom Steady, friend of the show, has, he won't stop talking about how it's his game of the year. It is his game of the year. Rom Steady loves Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight came out this year? Yeah. I thought it was really late 2016 for some reason. Okay, no. cool. No, right. and we failed at Shack News. We haven't reviewed it. It's just not right. Well, now someone can review it on Switch. Hopefully. That's the idea. I'm going to review Doom on Switch. You reviewed Doom on Switch? Yeah. I reviewed it on PC. That's a good point. I want to review it on Switch. That's a good point. I, I hear it's really good. Uh, yeah. Chris, Chris Buffa got hands-on with it. Yeah, I've heard good things. You know, I've been... Since we're talking about games on Switch, and Doom. just real quick, yeah, I've been playing a hell of a lot of NBA 2K18 on Switch, and I, I've been listening to the Cartridge family, and they they talk a lot about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2K does not perform the same as it does on consoles. Like I, when I mean I mean PS4 and Xbox One, yeah, it runs at 60 frames per second on them. It's running at 30. Okay. At, when I first played it, the first few times, I did experience some sort of slowdown. But when I looked at it again and again, and then I came back home last weekend or this weekend and I saw uh, it running on Xbox One, I noticed that both games have problems and they're just being exhibited. They're, the The glitches or whatever you want to call them are showing up differently. But a lot of it has to do with the overlays uh, that come in and out. It's not really the gameplay that's slowing down. It's almost like, you know, they show you like a stat in the game. And it's like LeBron James has X amount of points. That animation chugs while the gameplay actually runs okay. Huh. So it feels like frames are dropping because one part of it is. The other isn't. So I feel like that's something that can be patched. Yeah. So I feel like they're just there's some growing pains with porting over to the Switch when it comes to that sports title. Sure. I really look forward to getting my hands on FIFA. Mm-hmm. I have FIFA for PS4 that I'm going to review because no one else on my staff likes sports games. Nope. Bill reviewed NHL because he's Canadian. Oh, yeah. He has to. Yeah. It's like law. Yeah. So Canadi- we had a Canadian guy review NHL. He didn't really have great things to say about it. 
but I want to play FIFA on Switch. I want to play everything on Switch. Yep. NBA 2K is great on Switch. Like I, I really like it. You know, it's, I, it's, um, it misses some things. There's a, there's an element of it called uh, NBA 2K TV mm-hmm. that has like a host and like Shaquille O'Neal and like various like video content is on it. That's missing from the Switch because just the amount of space that's required. Yeah. For that sort of thing and the internet that's required for that sort of thing. So that kind of sucks. But if you're just want to pick up and then like play exhibition mode, just one game real quick, NBA 2K18 on Switch is going to do you right. If you're hardcore and you want to play a career mode and you're into the cinematics and you like NBA and you like 2K TV and all these different things, get it on a a PS4 or an Xbox One. Okay. But being able to play NBA 2K18 on a plane was freaking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? I played like I don't know how many games cuz you know, we we just got Dwayne Wade on the team. Yep. I was like I want to beat up Kyrie Irving all day long with my <laughs> new stack Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow. And that's what I've been doing. I've that's been, awesome. I've just been beating the ever living crap out of Kyrie Irving and the, <laughs> the Boston Celtics. Uh you know, I'm grateful for his, his years here, but now he's on the other side. Yep. Um so that game's really good. Um and yeah, you know, I I look forward to trying out FIFA on it. Uh but yeah, the Hollow Knight guys were awesome. That interview was great. That's uh, cool. They they retweeted us, and it was very kind of them to spend some time with us. I think they were relieved because we spoke English, you know, and it's like these Australian dudes and this this American dude, and yeah. they're just like, hi, we're here to talk about all of that. <laughs> I imagine the PUBG developer felt the same way. Like, yeah, actually just have a conversation without any you know, translators or any well, other it seemed like he was doing some other western interviews over there bloomberg interviewed him oh, okay okay uh but yeah not i'm surprised other outlets didn't interview him the, yeah i guess no one thought to or maybe no one really covered tgs no did you see a good number of I, other outlets there I they I know that Polygon and GameSpot sent somebody. IGN was a sponsor, so I would think they sent someone. Yeah, I know Kotaku did because I yeah Kotaku Chris definitely. Kohler and I each wrote a book for Boss Fight Books, and I you know I follow him on Twitter, and he he's over there. Yeah, I don't know if he still is, but he was there for the show for sure. Yeah, so no, I I saw those three. Okay. I, I, yeah, I would say four. I don't I didn't see ign there i didn't see anyone from ign that i know okay uh but ign's massive and they have a lot of freelancers yeah so they could have just had a freelancer there true um no it was i was kind of surprised and yeah there was i I saw i yeah because i saw i can't remember her name she works for polygon there was this game i guess you could call it a game it was called like romance simulation hmm. where you got married in it and she got married at the booth uh i've not heard of that allegra is that her name allegra frank am i getting that wrong that sounds right we'll have to look it up i could be butchering her name i apologize if i am i saw i saw one of her her articles at tgs okay and uh this is from polygon yeah i believe it was polygon okay i can't remember it's hard to keep track of all these folks yeah 
But uh, yeah, anyway, there was a lot of like romance simulators. So where you're marrying somebody, you're you're uh, not seducing, but you're trying to get people to like you in games. There's okay. a lot of that. Okay. And uh, she covered some of those games. I didn't want to get married at TGS. No. I'm enjoying the single life with my puppy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. What else did I... I don't know if there's much else to really say about TGS other than it was just kind of crazy. And really packed. Like, really, really, really packed. Made uh, this year's E3 look sparsely populated, would you say? Yeah, but the one thing, my one takeaway is, God, E3 needs to steal their idea and do two days for business and two days open yeah, to the that, public. that's a great idea. That would be fantastic, because this year's E3 was a shit show. Yeah. I would have much rather had that. Because you can get more done. Well, I, I remember there were, do you remember there were announcements in the morning, like they would open the doors early, because there were so many people lined up, it became a fire hazard. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, no. The nice thing about Makahari Mese is it is big enough where that's not an issue, mm-hmm. and they do a good job of crowd control, and I don't know, I think Japanese people are just more polite. <laughs> They're not trampling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I no, no issues with the crowd that way it was just it took a while to get from one hall to the other on day three and then day four i said oh i got my PUBG interview and i actually oh yeah one of the interview i i did shoot was with tipitat chenevasan who you've probably never heard of no uh he runs the vr fund which is the venture reality fund not the virtual reality fund. oh okay (laughs) and uh they invest in vr ar and ai companies and he, one of their best investments was the job simulator devs, Alchemy Labs. Oh, okay. They, they sounded familiar. I couldn't remember the context in which I'd heard of them. Yeah. Okay. That so they, they made a, a windfall off of that deal with Google. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, I guess they have about $50 million under management and they, they invest in small companies. And uh, Tip Attack comes from mobile game dev development. We talked about all sorts of stuff. Just, uh, how he got into VR. He he and his friends hacked together a uh, a Matrix, uh, kind of like a VR movie experience. <laughs> and uh, he said it cured his fear of heights in the oh, process. cool. Yeah. And he's like, that's kind of how powerful VR can be. And I, I agree with him. There was another, there was a doctor who had, who lacked depth perception mm-hmm. his whole life. And he tried out VR, and apparently his mind experienced depth perception and taught him what it was while he was in VR. When he came out, he was able to perceive depth. Huh. It's interesting. That's cool. It's really interesting. It shows you the power of virtual reality. For sure. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a really fun interview. I appreciated talking to him. I, I've been following him on Twitter for a while and just friends with him on Facebook. And it was nice to finally meet him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think enough people know who he is. Uh, so I, I interviewed him for that reason. That's kind of like the other interview I shot when I got back down to Nagoya. I went down to the one. Of, this was one of my favorite places when I was in Japan. It's called Critical Hit. Mm-hmm. It's a video game bar. It's like classic games. Oh, sure. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, so they have basically every game you ever wanted to play for every system. It's like to hell with the NES and SNES classic, right? Like 
we just have awesome things to play here. And you said they had both versions. They had the Famicom and the NES, the Super Famicom, the Super NES. Yep. That's he had cool. Japanese and American versions of almost every system in there, including like he had he had an extensive Dreamcast collection, Xbox, the original Xbox, you know. Oh yeah. It was it it, it So went. one person in Japan has an Xbox. That's he's the thing. guy he's the guy he has a bar so he has room yeah <laughs> and the bar is very small uh it's amazing how he manages to fit everything the one thing i, I mentioned to him in the interview that i was blown away by was the place is so damn clean you know and i don't mean the the, the actual bar it's clean but like the systems mm-hmm. were immaculate yeah you know the controllers didn't have any crud on them i'm like dude how do you take this good care of stuff? And how do how do people at your bar not ruin all of this? Yeah. You know, because it's a bar. People get drunk. They spill things. And he, right. I just think this guy, he's like a ninja or something. They're on it. <laughs> I don't think that kind of bar would work in America. No. I think people would jack your shit and they'd yep. take it away and they would, they'd mess it up, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, maybe if you put chains on every cartridge or something. Yeah, almost like when you would go to retail stores and their controllers are like affixed to the display units, you know. Yeah, they're in like a lockbox. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But no, I don't think it'll work. Nah. I think VRcades could. Yeah, I would I would definitely try that out. Yeah, for the unique experience that that I can't have. No, but the thing is, do you think a VRcade would work in Northeast Ohio? Uh, in populated city not not canton ohio no it would have to be somewhere like cleveland you think it would work in cleveland yeah yeah i do you just have to find the right spot near near yep. the queue mm-hmm. yep. yeah put it in a populated area that gets a lot of foot traffic and i think it, i think it could work yeah yeah yep yeah because i think there's there's something there mm-hmm. that was my takeaway i need to write about vr arcade still i have a few more I have a few more pieces I'm going to get out the door from TGS. It was just when I got back from TGS, I was just hanging out with my friend Adam, who's from Canton. Uh, He gave me my first break in the games media. Oh, cool. uh, At Tendo Box. He was editor in chief working with John Benjamin. He Mm -hmm. got me. He got me into my first E3. Very cool. I did it for Tendo Box. (laughs) I did it. And it was funny because I... I didn't know what to put for my title, so it said Mister uh-huh. instead of like Mister. instead of uh, contributing editor right. editor or anything. And then it just, the company was called Cloud Chaser Media, so my badge just said Mister Cloud Chaser. <laughs> so I used to tell people I was Mister Cloud Chaser. That's a great online handle. So is Productive Citizen, but I, I dig Mister Cloud Chaser. Yeah, Mister Cloud Chaser was i think my handle on their forum actually i i rarely posted on cloud chasers forums they're still up oh okay yeah they got acquired but the forum is still up tendo box has long since passed it's sad yeah websites will die yeah even more the shack news lives on pour some hand sanitizer out for lawbreakers <laughs> i'm sorry yeah i can't help it but yeah so that's that was that was japan I played a shit ton of Pokemon Go for my nephew. I logged into his account. Oh, yeah? I went to all these different stops. I hit like 25 stops in one day in Akihabara. Wow. Yeah. Akihabara was cool. Yeah. You know, the the yeah, I should mention the fourth day I went to Akihabara, 
which is their it's like an electronic they call it electric city mm-hmm. or, yeah like it's just electronic store district any kind of electronics you would ever want you could buy there but i was looking at like gpu prices and other stuff and i'm like i can get better deals at micro center in cleveland yeah so yeah. i'm not gonna waste my money and then have to travel back and declare it worry that it's in my checked bag you right. know because i need it i'm I'm on the fence. I kind of want to get a 1080 Ti. Mm-hmm. I have to repair my computer. Might as well put a 1080 Ti in it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I looked, but I didn't. I ended up not buying anything. I went to Super Potato. I almost bought an Apple Pippin. Oh wow! But then I realized there's concept. probably nothing on there. Yeah. So I didn't. Nah. It was like way too expensive too. Yeah. It was like a hundred some dollars. Nah, I, I wouldn't get that with no guarantees. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. For a Dusty Pippin? Yeah. I'm like, mm, I'm going to pass. Yeah. So, yeah, I went there. I can't remember this island. We went to an island that has a giant Gundam. Just unnecessary things. Yeah. Huge, giant, unnecessary things being built in Japan every day. Uh, But, yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Yeah, it was nice. And I didn't die. There was no nuclear uh, attack while I was there. Yeah. So I was excited about that. There was all sorts of stuff happening right before you left, but... Yeah. While I was there, it stayed kind of chill. That's good. Yep. But I still, you know, I I really enjoyed being there. Japan's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back. Uh, sooner it was 16 years from the last time i went i went to space world in 2001 for tendobox.com oh okay all right yeah so space world yeah i think that's why nintendo and tgs don't really get along yeah Uh, nintendo wanted to make nintendo wants things to be free Mm -hmm. you know and uh at least that was the argument they made when they had their break off Mm -hmm. breaking point Mm -hmm. because then i was like but PAX isn't free. Yeah. And E3's not free. So maybe that was just, I don't know. There's some sort of beef between those two companies, those two entities. Well, and now Nintendo's, they're kind of doing their own thing with the directs. And I feel like they show up to E3 just because it's it's still a bigger deal over here than maybe TGS is. I think it's like a tax write off. They're uh, like, let's spend $4 million just for the fun of it. Yeah. We'll have a giant Mario hat people can take pictures with. It'll that be Zelda grand. booth last year was so cool. I know. it. All that stuff is just like, they're like workshopping Super Nintendo Land. Yeah. Oh. That's going to be amazing. That's you're going to re- go, you're gonna have to go back to Japan for Super Nintendo Yeah. Land. Yeah. 2019 yep. in Osaka. I think, yeah, that'll be exciting. And I, I want to go back for that. Uh, but yeah, I played a lot of Pokemon Go, and I hadn't in a while. Mm-hmm. The game's still not very good. No, it's just my nephew really likes it. Yeah, do it for the nephew. Yeah, and uh, you know, he was just excited to see his character visiting all these places. Yeah, you know, because in his mind he got to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that's caught cool. that Pokemon. He that's he cool. he hatched eggs that were caught in Japan. So that was all very exciting for yeah. him. But yeah, that was. I spent way more time than I thought I was going to doing that because you walk a lot while you're there mm-hmm. and there's just, 
I you start seeing just a, just weird things, weird Japanese sculpture, and you're like, you know what? I bet that's a pokey stuff. <laughs> and you pull up your phone, and you're like, yep, it sure is. Sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, what's this weird thing? I bet it's a pokey stuff. And yeah. then you pull it up, you're like, yep, it was. That's awesome. And then everything, like every other block, there's a gym. Yeah. It was, you know, I, I don't know. I still don't like the game, but it, I had a good time playing it's it. It's a fun part of the experience to walk around and, and see stuff. And it's cool when you pull up your phone, though, and you see, like, Pokestops as far as the map goes. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like I could tell you where all of them are. I think that would be a big part of the appeal. I never really got into Pokemon Go, but if I were in somewhere new, didn't really know where I was, I could see, like, whipping out Pokemon Go and saying, oh, there's Pokestop. There's, a, there's something over here. I'll just go. I'll yeah. check it out you know yep it's funny because i would walk to lunch and i would map my lunch out on google maps mm -hmm. but then i'd throw on pokemon go and i'd know where it was on the map in pokemon go yeah. like, okay that's where i'm going <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah it's it's you're right it, it's actually almost better when you're playing it somewhere where it's not home yeah because uh, I, I know my nephew went crazy this summer he went to santa monica pier and he was playing Pokemon Go for like an entire day. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I think that's that has something to do with it. But yeah, that was a lot of my trip to Japan. I, I'm sure I left some stuff out, but it, it's a there's a lot of weird stuff over there. Yeah. A lot of weird work being done in VR and in AI. Hmm. And also, oh, I I left out one thing. I tried out Smellovision. Oh, oh right so palmer lucky this guy this fucking guy yeah that fucking guy yeah that fucking guy won't give me an interview right i asked him you can't believe that no multiple times come on man you're in japan yeah you want to talk he does this thing at a company called vac so v-a-q-s-o mm-hmm and they've come up with an attachment for vr headsets that induces smell smell a vision hmm. and you put a cartridge in it and you can smell yeah so the demo that we tried me and my friend adam we both tried it uh is it's one of those virtual npc befriending games yeah so there's this anime demon looking girl or angel whatever you want to call her right and you have to pet her on the head and talk and you know you, you kind of just walk up to her and you pat her on your head and she's like jumps around and she starts smiling and you can like lean in and smell her it's all very awkward yeah um and then yeah i watched palmer lucky talk for about an hour and a half about just all sorts of vr stuff uh at a panel and the, the one thing i realized and i know a lot of our listeners hate palmer uh you might hate palmer i, I don't i don't i don't i don't really care um I don't like him. I don't dislike him. He's never done anything wrong to me. No, you know I, I, I don't mean? dislike him. I, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't dislike It's him. hard for me to just straight up be like, oh, yeah, screw that guy. Yeah. Because I think he has interesting things to say think he has a about, lot to offer. Yeah, he has things to say about VR. Yeah. Uh, and what I noticed was in Japan, people don't care about politics. And yeah. they definitely don't care about American politics. Right. So he's just VR guy to them. So companies were like, oh, we got to get Palmer on stage. So that's why the next day he was at Vive. And there was all that speculation that he was going to buy Vive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
when I heard him at the Vaxo stage, he was talking so much smack about how many VR headsets there are <laughs> and how he wouldn't make a VR headset today. But this smell vision thing is actually kind of cool. That was his whole thing. And I'm just like, this guy's getting paid to come over to Japan and say good things about VR products. Yeah. That's what's going on. And Vive probably paid him too. But that's where he's at now. Mm -hmm. He's getting paid to speak about VR. And the first day, apparently, he went to talk about some VR bikini app. And him and his girlfriend did the whole interview in bikinis. Oh. Yeah. I guess that qualifies as cosplaying. Palmer's big into cosplay. He's big into cosplaying, so he did that. He couldn't help but be weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just he hates the media. He won't talk to us. You know, and it's it's I, I would like to interview him. That was the one interview I was trying to get. That'd be a good interview. But I ended up getting uh Brendan Green instead and I think I'd probably rather interview Brendan Green a few more hundred times than Palmer Lucky a few more hundred times. Yeah. If I had an opportunity to talk to either of them. Because mm -hmm. I, I think what Brendan had to say about the power of modding yeah. is really cool. And uh, Palmer just, uh, he's VR guy in Japan, though. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to see him kind of back in his element yeah, and away from politics mm -hmm. i think he should stay away from politics he, he never should have gone close to it yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it was it, that was interesting i, I tried smell vision i think the range of sense is probably limited mm -hmm. and you have to change out cartridges i don't think it's practical at all yeah and like i said a lot of unnecessary things were being made there like i don't need a giant turret for my vr setup right but it would be cool in an arcade i don't need gyro vr but it would be cool in an arcade mm -hmm. you know that's what i'm starting to see with vr is that maybe it's going to be uh an area that you go to to experience vr and you don't you yourself don't need a supercomputer you yourself don't need a five headset yeah you know but yeah it was weird it was that was those were some of my takeaways it was mm -hmm. the vr i think is gonna vr is not going away no i think it's still searching for its identity i yeah. think that's fine yeah i think it's just it's a technology it's a tool people are figuring out how to use it yep and i think I it's think not but it's not going away no i just i was always saying this is not going to be an overnight thing mm-hmm and that's what we're witnessing. Yeah. You know, like, there hasn't been a Duke Nukem for VR yet. No. Like, they just announced they're bundling Fallout 4 with VR. With uh, HTC Vive hmm. this, this winter. Anyone who buys it from here on out this year gets a free copy of Fallout 4. You know why? Because that game's not going to be very good in VR. I've played it. Yeah. I, I would... I understand why they don't package Doom, but having played Doom VFR, that's the game I would like to be bundled with. Right? The Vive. Yeah. How do you not put Doom on there? Yeah. That that game, Doom VFR, was built from the ground up for VR. It's a great showpiece. It's the, the best technology. VR experience. Yeah. It it, it rivals... Uh, Tipitat mentioned that Robo Recall 
doesn't get not enough love. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to agree. I think that's a very good game. Doom rivals it in its pace and its fun and its mechanics. Mm-hmm. And I think that they had been working on it equally long. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed when I saw that today. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I already own a Vive, thankfully. Yeah. I'll just, just let me know when I can play Doom. Yep. You know, that's really it. Uh, that'll be, I guess that could be a game of the year contender. Yeah, I think so. We can put it in the, I know that, uh, let's talk real quick. Okay. I'm going to pivot away from TGS to the flight back. I beat Zelda. Yeah, speaking of game of the year contenders. Yeah, I was like, speaking of game of the year. Holy crap. Masterpiece. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Your previous favorite was Link to the Past, right? Yep. Breath of the Wild Wild better than Link to the Past? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I think Barely. Barely. Yeah. But both are like, come on. That's like very hard to compare the two. It is. I, I guess I'm talking. Yeah. You know, Link, the, Link to the Past is interesting because it was kind of a refinement to the first game. Whereas I think the last Zelda that really changed things was Ocarina of Time. Whether you love it or hate it, that yeah. was like, that was the trendsetter not only for the direction of the Zelda series, but for 3D yeah. gaming. And I think Breath of the Wild is, is that for this generation. Breath of the Wild just does so many things right. Yeah. That's it's, my game of the year. Unless something crazy happened. I I love Mario, okay? But Zelda, my heart beats for Zelda. I'm I'm really worried for you cuz one of the things that came out of the interview with Brendan Green, it's coming out this year. PUBG will release this year. Full full release? Oh, that's December, right? Yeah. I'm not worried. I'm confident. Our staff's going to vote for PUBG. I know them. Uh, well, a lot of them haven't even played Doom or Quake. So who are these people? I don't know. You know? I don't know. And, like, honestly. Nothing against our staff, but I question I, I taste. I question my own judgment for hiring people that haven't played Doom. Come on. You're going to work for Shaq News and you haven't played Doom or Quake? Come well, on. You know, I, I posted this story about how last year... I was talking to a games journalist about Doom. And they're like, yeah, it was okay. And I'm like, you have to admit, the soundtrack was fucking amazing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I played it on mute while listening to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So. Kids. That happened. Come on. Yeah. So it's just, that's the world we're in today, where sometimes you just got to be careful whose opinion you listen to. And you know what? You know what? Like, I, 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 this is all good fun for me. I have nothing against PUBG. I've never played it. It's not really my bag. I'm not into multiplayer games. I am. I feel, yeah, you, you are. But you're not like that over the moon about PUBG. No, I'm not. Right? Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't get it. I think it's a really fun refinement on a, it's one of those concepts kind of like horde mode or capture the flag where you're you're adding a new wrinkle to a formula that's pretty established. You're who was taking the, the first shooter. Peop- who was the first dev to add horde mode? I think I think it was Epic, right? I mean they called it horde mode. In Gears? In Gears 2, I think. I think was I Gears think. really the first horde mode? I don't know if it was the first because like, it was Left for Dead horde mode. No, uh, no. I mean, see, the wrong person asked us. As much as I love those games, I only played 
co-op i didn't do like versus or any of the other modes or anything yeah so like there wasn't really a horde mode until gears right yeah and then everything gears popularized had, it and then everything had horde mode yeah so now it's like PUBG battle royale mode technically it was an arma mod yeah so it's like arma invented it PUBG is popularizing it that happens all the time like survival horror there was alone in the dark kind of you know invented it but then resident evil came along and took it mainstream you know mm-hmm. um yeah yeah but nothing against it but i feel like i feel like PUBG and battle royale is like the newest component of shooters and that's fine but breath of the wild is going to change game design period mm-hmm. but you know I, I, again I'm, I'm not uh ragging on PUBG. i've never even played it I, I, i'm not really interested in playing it but uh i think you should play it i probably will play it i'm just it's not it's not normally my bag which is why i haven't really been interested that and i haven't played much of anything except quake games for the last no months. i know i know and i i actually brought up quake with him and i talked about the origins of his game mm-hmm. design philosophy and no quake no duke no doom i mean i it's, i am he's, interested he's into that sim he's into those military shooters he liked america's armies uh i mean he like he liked uh a more sim style shooter yeah so it's like what i think is the danger for PUBG is a more fun game does battle royale yeah like if overwatch did it we're already seeing that right didn't fortnite add <laughs> yeah, a, fortnite a did that. Yeah. and i'm seeing people kind of go over to it because fortnite's a little funner and well I, I think that's the thing i think one of the things about horde mode i've never really been a gears guy like it's good i just it's not really for me but as games started adding horde mode i love the idea of the horde mode template I just don't play it in Gears. Mm-hmm. Like, if you download, um, I think it's Skull Tag, the Doom 2 mod, there's a Horde mode in that. Like, Horde mode in Doom? Yes, absolutely. But it is one of those things where, like, it's a mode and it will be copied and someone could come along and one-up it from PUBG. It's dangerous. I, I do think they're at risk of that. And I don't think, I, I hope, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I was... There's not going to be like Rocket League Battle Royale. Yeah. Although that would be kind of awesome to have 100 people playing Rocket League at the same time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's really the innovation that they did is 100 people mm-hmm. playing in in one instance. Yeah. That's absolutely that that makes me think of games like Battlefield 1942, which is one of he loves Battlefield. He yeah. loves that series. Yeah. Uh so I I get when I when I when I talked to him about his influences, I understood the game way more. Mhm. And I do want to go back to it. I like playing it more with people I know than by myself. I don't think it's a fun single player game. Mm-hmm. I don't like doing the one, the solo mode. Um, I see Shackers having a lot of fun playing it. And I asked people to link me videos of them playing it for the, I used it as B-roll in my interview. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before about the game. I enjoy watching it more than I do playing it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I'm not good at it. Maybe it's just not because I, I don't have the time for it. Or maybe it's just like not my style of gameplay. Well, some games have that appeal. I mean, as much as I love playing Dark Souls, some some nights when I'm tired and I'm in the mood for Souls but I don't want to play, I will like watch some of my favorite Twitch streamers or YouTubers. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I just want to 
kind of digest and absorb Dark Souls right now. And I, can, I can see the appeal of that. Some people, pl- it's like how certain people play GTA a, yeah. a, a kind of way. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with PUBG. Each person plays it a different way. Yeah. And it's entertaining to watch how people play it. Yeah. The more it is to play it myself. I guess that to me, the kind of writing I do, I'm less interested in, in the game than I am its development and the community that is sprouted up around it. That to me is the story there. Yeah, I mean they have a community. Yeah. It's it's big and it's growing. I don't know. It's not everyone's like, ah, oh, it's a fad. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. You don't surpass Dota two no. in concurrence when you're a fad. That that news I did a double take. I was it's like, a, right, good for you. It's a juggernaut at yeah. this point. Like it's yeah. more and that's where I'm like I'm I'm not one just because I don't happen to like something. Yeah, I'm same to way. say, oh, it's bad. Nope. I don't think that. Nope. But gun to my head, I'm picking Breath of the Wild for game of the year. Yeah. Because it's the fucking game of the year. Yeah. I can't threaten to shut down the website over it. No, but no. oh man. It, I I can understand how a lot of people will pick PUBG. I can see that. Yeah. I can see how that will happen. I guess I have an academic interest, just kind of like we talked about. I want to see how will PUBG evolve from here so that someone doesn't come around and out PUBG PUBG. I think that's a huge risk. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's one that they are aware of. Uh, it's his attention to detail, I think, that will keep him ahead. I, I think that game is insanely detailed. And... He cares a lot about it. And it's like, I don't know. He's like, he said, it. he's like, I have one chance and I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. You know, I think he, he means it. So right. we'll see. I, I think, I don't know. I, Cause people are loyal to games. Mm-hmm. You know, there's overwatch people. There's still counter-strike people. There's still counter-strike people. Yeah. There's still quake people. Mm-hmm. Very few of us. Uh, I prefer Quake to a lot of games still. Yeah. Um, even just recently, we had this. We've had threads about Destiny Two recently. <laughs> I I like Halo Two. That was my Bungie game. Yeah. That was my favorite Bungie game. Halo Two was great. I organized the Halo Two tournament at my college. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's fun. That's how much fun that game was. Yep. And, uh, yeah, people love Overwatch. There's just, my whole point has been there's room for more than one shooter. Mm -hmm. But right now, PUBG is like this vortex that's sucking all gamers into it. Because there's like, there are games out there that are good, that are suffering because of the timing of which they launched. Well, oh, sure. Look, I know a lot of people who passed over Horizon Zero Dawn because Zelda was coming like two weeks later. Yep. You know? And now I feel like I should go play Horizon Zero. I, I want to play it. I want to play. It. I'm actually. I'm not one of those. I guess you, we could still call them fanboys who mm-hmm. who is who wants his or her favorite game to win at all costs. But I'm very again academically interested in Game of the Year contest this year because it's been a very good year. Yeah, it really has. This has been an amazing year for games. It's almost like the mid '90s again. Yeah. Where it's just like we said. I was talking to you before we started the show. Like. Or no, I was talking to my brother about this today. We're going to have my favorite Zelda ever mm-hmm. come out this year. And one of the best games ever. Yeah. Period. And yeah. then maybe like 
the best Mario. Yeah, we are we are weeks away from Mario Odyssey. We're finding out if this is an, a masterpiece as well. Yeah. And it is. All indications are they have created a new style of Mario game. Do you know what, though? Someone on, I believe it was, I don't remember the Shacker who mentioned this. Someone mentioned that this could very well, 2017 could go down in history as, as Nintendo's best year ever. Yeah. They released a, a new console, and it's on a success that's, that's kind of bordering on the Wii success in the Switch. Mm-hmm. A new Zelda game that is is has been venerated. A new Mario game. Mario, a new Mario and Zelda in the same year. Has that ever happened? I, I don't think that it has. No. Um, I think it might have happened in Japan, but not here. Yeah, not NES. here. Uh, NES, yeah. didn't Zelda came out in 86? Yes. But I think in Japan it might have come out in 85. Yeah. I'm also thinking about 2002. I think Wind Waker might have come out in 2002 and Mario Sunshine did as well. Okay. So that might have, there might have been some overlap there. But uh, not of this quality. Not of this quality. Uh, no offense to Wind Waker or Sunshine. No, no. I love both of those games, actually. Yeah. But but you know what? Both of those games are iterative. I love Sunshine, but it built on Mario 64. Wind Waker refined a lot of Ocarina of Time's and Majora's Mask concepts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nintendo's, Nintendo is crushing it. Yeah, they're winning. Yep. It's weird. Because, like, they, they were left for dead just... 18 months ago yeah you know they're like nah this is it and it's one of those things you know people always like to say nintendo's doomed they were never in any any financial risk but they were not part of the conversation they were not on the tip of everyone's tongue you know i used to write for gamesindustry.biz yeah i used to catch a lot of shit over there for being a nintendo fanboy for having faith in this company when it was trading at 1.6 times book value you know where if you backed out its cash, you were buying the company for five billion. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you had Zynga at twenty billion. Yeah, how are they doing today? You know, what I mean, like right. it, there was a time where it was really, really left in the trash, and a lot of my colleagues over there were shitting on them. Mm-hmm. All their articles were like, "This company's doomed. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they should get out of hardware." All of these criticisms. Right. Where are these guys right now? <laughs> Where's the I was wrong? Because the yeah. one thing I said throughout that whole time when I was writing Game Trader over there, every month or every quarter, whenever I wrote my column about buying Nintendo, I would start off with, well, it looks like I'm wrong still. Mm-hmm. I, hel- I hold myself accountable when I recommend a stock to someone. Right. So for a while, I was wrong about the stock. But it's like, I don't get it. I hate that side of the media where it's like you only talk smack enthusiast press, but when, when you're wrong, there's no accountability. Yeah. It's just people forget. I don't because I was reading their articles while I worked there and I still do. People forget or they ignore new information that doesn't fit their narrative. Yeah. It's just like, okay, well, Nintendo's not dead. Okay. Well, physical media might not be dead mm-hmm. okay well consoles might not be dead right and oh iphone isn't killing portable games right you know so it's like these really but held by the media not just games media mm-hmm. as like facts yep are all being disproven by nintendo in the same year they're doing extremely well yeah and it's just it's nice to see and yeah. i wish more people would just say you know what? 
I was wrong. Nintendo's not dying. They're flourishing again. Yeah. It's because when they take a risk, they don't bet the whole company. Nope. They didn't bet the whole company on Wii U or 3DS or anything. They've never bet the whole company. No. And even now, they still have a lot of fail-safes. Like, for example, uh, just a few days ago, on the September 29th, they released the Super NES Classic. They yep. knew that was a guaranteed win. That's they just that printing money. In. Yep. That was That's a win. Like- and uh, you know, anything else they do that, that's remotely risky, they know they have that Super NES Classic money and, and NES Classic from the year before, and they're bringing that back. Mm-hmm. They're putting that back in circulation next year. Yeah, and that, and that, that speaks to Kimishima right. and his, his style of running the company. He's like, we have all this IP. I'm going to monetize the heck out of it. Sure. We haven't even seen Netflix, Nintendo. Yeah. You know, I think that's coming in January. That's the next big rollout. I think. I don't mean Netflix on a Switch. Oh no, I, I yeah, mean Nintendo online service. I mean Nintendo content. Yeah. Created like video content, like what happened with Castlevania. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Take yeah. your IP okay. and make video content out of it. Yeah. That's a whole other way to exploit their brand mm-hmm. that they haven't done yet, and I yeah. think they've that that cautious behavior that Iwata had is not there right now right they are taking risks and i think that's that's a good thing mm-hmm. but at the same time this hardware was iwata's idea this philosophy was iwata's idea yeah so we're seeing it play out and i think that's what's beautiful about what's happening yeah is that he's dead but we're seeing his idea mm-hmm. really be uh brought to life yeah and god can you imagine, like if this is the first year of switch where are we going from here? That's what a lot of people have wondered, and I, I think that would be a great conversation to have later this year or early next, because I'm very interested. Like, they've played a lot of big hands this year. We're going to have, by Christmas, there will be a new Mario, uh, a re-release of, in my opinion, the best Mario Kart in Mario Kart 8. Uh, there's Breath of the Wild. I guess what's on the... I mean, they're, they're also experimenting with new IP. ARMS, mm-hmm. Splatoon 2, they were very wise to make a sequel to that. It did well on Switch. Um, just to prognosticate a little, I'd say another Mario Maker. I don't think they're going to repackage the first one. I think they're just going to move on. Uh, probably, inevitably, Mario Kart 9, but um, I wonder if we're going to see just as kind of um, stop gaps. I think maybe more Wii U games like Mario 3D World. Because again, I think that those are Kind of like the Super NES, that that's their safety net. They know that those games will sell well, those products will sell well, and then as they as they they can build up to new IPs, new sequels, whatever they do. I just want to see them bring back older franchises like F Zero. Maybe, maybe Kid Icarus. Maybe, yeah, they have they have a lot of a lot of stuff know, in the vault. Maybe Ice Climbers. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I I just think that there's. There's so many games that they have that even, they could bring back. Even stuff that they just published, like Golden Sun uh-huh. on Game Boy Advance. That was one of the RPGs on Game Boy Advance. There are a lot of properties. They could go really, really deep. Yeah. So it's I, I think it's interesting. To see, like, look at what they did with Fire Emblem. Yeah. You know, a game that was not popular in the West. And mm-hmm. now it is that game on mobile is making more money than Mario Maker. Yeah. And then they actually patched Mario Maker. They yeah, added, they added new content. Yeah, so yeah. that's interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think an obvious game that I want for Switch is uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good... It's been a while. I think it's been since New Leaf. 
on 3ds since there's yeah that's right yeah so i think that would be cool um but yeah i'm i am a nintendo fan yep and no i will not apologize i'm glad to see you doing well and i own a buttload of stock and i'm very open about that yeah i'm happy it's up i'm happy that everyone i've ever recommended it to is up you know uh but yeah it's i i question some of my old colleagues over there to actually say hey maybe i was wrong yeah because now all they're doing is reporting on how well it's selling yeah <coughs> but yeah for a while everyone was saying get out of the hardware business nintendo <laughs> they make the slightest the slightest slip up the barest stumble and they're doomed no no yeah doomed since 1889 the yep. year they were founded yep yeah so uh, that was that was a long episode yeah but i you know we're giving the people a little bit more we hadn't been around for a little bit yeah um i think we'll have episodes semi-regularly for a while we'll be back next week yes that's right yeah <laughs> i might go to oculus connect when is that is that two weeks or three october 11th of the 12th yeah that's going up but you'll be home you better be home for mario odyssey we're gonna have a lot to talk about mario odyssey. yeah i'm not gonna leave for i think there's TwitchCon around then i'm like i might just not go yeah i don't know i kind of want to but i see how you're feeling yeah you're still jet lagged from japan oh big time this it's freaking horrible i was i woke up at 8 a.m or sorry i went to bed at 8 a.m i woke up at 11 30 <laughs> yeah and then yesterday i landed on 9 p at 9 p.m on f- saturday i went to bed at 5 a.m on sunday morning and woke up at 5 p.m in the afternoon and i missed the browns terrible loss oh well i guess i didn't miss it per se yeah but yeah i guess we should mention our sponsors one more time desperados and Mogul Palace. I'm going to throw in one more. This isn't food related. Last night, my brother and I, for the first time in years, were both living in the same state. And we uh, reinstated a longstanding tradition. We went to Haunted House and we went to Factory of Terror. Oh, yeah? In Canton, Ohio. It's so good. It's okay. always the best Haunted House every year. Yeah. So this year, for $27, you get five Haunted Houses. We were in there. All, through all five for a total over an hour it's, it's so much fun <laughs> it is it's so, it's so much fun we do haunted houses pretty awesome in ohio oh they're so good they uh, we got our usual hits every year we always did factory of terror and we did blossom uh and blossom does the same thing where the you buy a ticket and you get to go to four or five uh locations and some of them are inside some of them are outside like they cordon off some woods and you go running around people chase you um yeah there's uh haunted houses kind of were on a downswing for a while there was only like factory of terror haunted schoolhouse and laboratory in akron that one was kind of spotty though because one of the one of the things we hate about haunted houses is on nights they're busy if they send groups in without enough space between them you see people in front of you you have people like pushing you from behind like, yeah going, and you don't really get to like soak up the atmosphere you see the scares coming yeah uh but you know we went last night on sunday's factory of terror is only open to six to nine we had the place almost to ourselves nice it was great that's always fun yeah okay fun. we'll shout out to them too yes and uh yeah let's do our usuals uh go to shackshop.com you can get shirts uh with the old school logo yep. which my japanese niece called circle house <laughs> awesome. she's like what's that do it for circle house she's like uh, she's like circle house i'm like sure 
<laughs> I work for Circle House News now. Um, but yeah, if you want the Circle House shirt, mm-hmm. we have the big one. Or you can get the one that's on the breast pocket. Uh, we also have uh, the 20th anniversary shirts, mm-hmm. even though it's our 21st anniversary now. Yeah. So shirts are kind of obsolete. Hey, it was, a, it was a milestone event. Yeah, it was worth commemorating yeah. in t-shirt form. Yeah. It was funny because when I, I met, uh, shout out to a shacker, we we had a shack meet at Critical Hit, that, that video game bar. That's right. That's right. You I that, met yeah. Night Eyes over there. Okay, cool. And he was wearing a 20th anniversary shirt. Excellent. And a Star Citizen hat. Way to do it for Circle House. I know. He was totally doing it for Circle House. He was doing it for Project <laughs> Reality. Oh, okay. You know, the the GameCube looking shack yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, go there to buy our, those kinds of shirts. Yeah. You can also buy a signed picture of my dog, who actually behaved super well during the podcast. She's passed out. She got so excited from the podcast. She's she's she's, a, she's been asleep yeah. for the past thirty minutes. But <laughs> I think we're gonna have to go with this route for now. I think she so. can, she can be in the room during the podcast. Yeah, she's less barky. Uh, I think she just wants to be part of the show. I think so. She doesn't really have much to say about games. No, she, she wants this, to be involved. This is her when I play Breath of the Wild. She just oh, sits yeah. there and just she'll watch it, but she'll just chill. That's cool. Because uh, it's a very calming game when you think about it. Oh, it totally is. You can do everything in that game at your own pace. It's it's sublime. No spoiler, but the music in Hyrule Castle. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Oh god, I've been. There. I haven't beaten it yet, but I did go. I you, rated you heard Hyrule it Castle though for the for, yeah. Oh man, good weapon. They just use music so well in that game, and yeah. like I mentioned earlier, with that criticism of Doom by that one game journalist who played the game while listening to a podcast. Listen to games when you play them. Yeah, sound is super important. Yeah. It, okay, NBA Two K, mute it after a while. You can't hear the same commentary over and over again. I understand that. John Madden football, sure. Yeah. But, but this Doom music is part of the experience in these games. Doom, Breath of the Wild, like you have to listen to them. Yeah, and yeah, I had my I had my headphones on during that last battle, and it was, I was like cheesing and giddy, and people were probably thinking I was insane. <laughs> uh, actually, most people were passed out. But yeah, all I can say is, man, having a Nintendo Switch on a plane, it made my life a lot easier. Yeah, uh, flying across the world and back but uh yeah so yeah there's shack shop there's another of my four thousand shout outs to the nintendo switch this episode yeah. um yeah go to shacknews.com yeah clearly our front page has all sorts of content ranging from guides to videos to news to features to a feature that is being worked on and it just keeps growing like akira yeah you know it's like got another arm shooting out of its rib quake feature has uh around 22 chapters now remember when you're like oh yeah it's gonna be 18 and i just laughed at you yeah i was like there's no way could i say man i was like there's no way it's it's gonna be good it's gonna be worth it you've broken it looks terrible in our current format because of the menu the menu is just like the menu takes up like a third of the page yeah (laughs) there's too many too many chapters for that menu yeah that menu was not designed with people thinking there would be 22 chapter features nope. no one ever thought that that would happen and then i was like hold my beer for real yeah. twice <laughs> twice no, that's it's right like, you said right. hold my beer you gave us doom and now it's like hold my keg hold my keg 
hold my rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I love Quake, so I'm I'm excited for this one. I'm happy yeah. to be back on the same. There time are chapters zone. plugged in. I've been sharing the link among the staff, and so you can read stuff. I know. Well, I, I for the rest of the week I will be at uh, New York Comic Con. That's right. Signing copies of my new book, Breakout. How the I can always come up with these long subtitles. Why do I do this to myself? Breakout. How the Apple II launched the PC gaming revolution. That one's not too bad, mm-hmm. I guess. But I'll be there signing that on Thursday. Yeah. And so that's cool. It's so an experience. Is there me. a booth or anything? I'm going to be at a booth. Which booth? Uh, it is Schiffer Publishing. And they. I told them to just kind of load me down. I'm, on, I'm down for whatever. They give me sign. I have a signing at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. and another one at 3. And in between that, I'm going to... Uh, just kind of roam the floor. I've never been to a Comic Con, so I'm gonna. I gonna actually check haven't it out. either. You know who's gonna be there? Who? Donovan, our intern. Really? Yeah. He's gonna be doing it for Shack News. I think a little bit, but okay. he he got in, so he's All going. Right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, hit him up on Slack. See if you guys can have a little mini Shack. Yeah, meet. that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. He's a good guy. He is. He does it for Shack News. Got to see him at E3. Yeah. Yeah. And then did pretty well for his first E3. I think he did. He was a little. He was a little awestruck by everything sure it's hard not to be this year especially just so many people also like your first e3 and you're staying at the jw marriott yeah and your company has a booth yeah that is not the typical first e3 that wasn't my first e3 no i was sleeping on the floor yep like 50 people to a room seriously yeah we didn't have a booth no we didn't stay. At the, we were staying at the Kawada Inn, <laughs> like so far away. Yeah, like from the at least twenty center. minute walk. Yeah, and we couldn't afford cabs. Nope, there was no Uber. Yeah, you were walking. Even if there was Uber, we couldn't afford it. You're sharing sofas. Yeah, yeah. We were. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was nineteen. Yeah, things were different. <laughs> I was a young man. I was hustling people at F Zero X. Yeah, for money. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> you hounded Nintendo, I believe. Oh no, no. We literally uh, one of the folks on the website had a. Uh, he brought a sixty-four with him to oh, the okay. hotel. So I there was a guy from Planet GameCube, which is another site that no longer exists. Right. And uh, none of the planets, all the planets have been have fallen out of alignment. I know. Yeah. Planet Dreamcast. I was on Planet Quake quite often. Oh, Planet Quake. Yeah. Pour some hand sanitizer out for Plant Quake. Yeah. But anyway, they were they they were like, yeah, I'm the best at F Zero X, and my friend Adam just starts laughing because he knows I'm the best at F Zero X, and I was like, oh really? Oh, you want to put some money on uh, it? Oh, you hustled, and I won twenty dollars, <laughs> and yeah, it was great. That was the that was probably the first time I ever won money playing video games. Nice. And uh, yeah, Nintendo. As as every episode, just just please make F Zero, again. Like you're like, oh, I can't wait for Mario Kart Nine. I die a little inside whenever you say that. I I look forward to it for very different reasons than I would look forward to an F Zero game. You you want you want me to die a little inside? Let me ask you a question, Asif. <laughs> How was Resident <laughs> Evil Two at TGS? You knew it was coming. You knew, uh, uh, you knew it, it was it, coming. It wasn't there, David. Come on. I Come asked. On, what do you do? Did you ask? Yeah. What'd they say? Something. They just shook their head. Ah! They're like, I'm like, so I get to try out Resident Evil 2 behind closed doors, right? They're like, nope. I, my last, I know they're working on it. It's not that I doubt it's coming out. (laughs) Don't you laugh. No, I'm serious. I know it's coming out. 
But I really expected to see it this year. It's been over two years since they announced it. They've got something. Just give me a screenshot. Maybe PSX. That I was going to say PSX is my last hope to see it in 2017. Yeah, after that, it's going to be the Game Awards. Oh, good Lord. And you have to watch an award show. I guess I'll show. have to watch the Game Awards. I, I can't wait for the Shaq News Awards. It's going to be a great... Yeah, we're going to have fun with that. Yeah, it's going to be a great year. Yeah. Especially if she's in this mode. <laughs> she's accepting uh, yeah. awards. I, I mean, I'm just going to... like I don't know. Like I'm looking forward to the Shaq Awards, but I'm probably just going to work Breath of the Wild into everything. So you're yeah. going to have to deal with that. But then again, I don't think you'll fight me on that. Breath of the Wild is great. I, I can't... I wonder I, if Nintendo's going to cannibalize itself this year, though. Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. That's the danger. Yeah. And PUBG is very popular. But it's exciting, man. This is like October is going to be a hell of a month for games. Yeah. You got Cuphead just came out. Yeah. I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. Um, I Everyone I know says it's great. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting it to be great. I, uh, I should have a review next week. It's kind of late. I am just about done with Metroid Samus Returns. Mm-hmm. Fantastic game. Yeah? Far and away my favorite 2D Metroid. Wow. It's very, very good. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear, too. Also, a little bit of sentimental value for me because Metroid 2 was my first Metroid game. Ah. Uh-huh. So I loved I loved Metroid 2. I loved AM2R. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Samus Returns is a hell of a game. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Um. I gave that review copy to you. Yes, you did. So I couldn't play it. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to play it. I don't know if I ever will. I I kind of put my 3DS down. I said, you know what? Thank you for your service. I still, I'm going to, I have so many 3DS games I still want to play. Me too. But now there's this switch in the mix. I, I don't have time. Yeah. It, it was like the, the ultimate troll by Nintendo was putting out F-Zero X on Virtual Console. Yeah. For Wii U, mm-hmm. the week before Switch came out. Yeah. Come on, Nintendo. Burying F Zero. That's just not right. No. That's like my favorite F Zero. I love F Zero X, and I hold the record in in Critical Hit now for Death Race. It's a minute thirty. Go beat it. Try. Damn. Try to kill twenty nine cars in a minute thirty. You need to hit up a Games Done Quick event. You I can't. I I looked it up, man. They're doing it in like forty seven seconds. Oh jeez. Those guys are outstanding. Yeah. I'm not. I'm way past my prime but as a speed runner, a racer, yeah. uh, anything. But you can watch and appreciate. Oh, I love. I I would love to attend a Games Done Quick. Yeah. I'd be like cheering for them. That'd be fun. But nah, I'm. I'm way too old for that. Yeah. You know, I peaked. That was what I realized with the SNES. That's why SNES Classic made me kind of sad. Because I realized that I was better at at some video games when I was 11 years old than I am today. Yep. Same here. And that's kind of sad. SNES Classic holds a lot of sentimental value for me. I think it is. I think the Super Nintendo is my favorite console. But the reason it holds sentimental value is because I think the NES was my first console. But I was still really young when it came out. SNES was the first console that I remember looking forward to and kind of getting into the hype before release and following it from release onward. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the height of Nintendo Power Magazine. It was just the hype train was rolling. Yeah. And then there was the console war between Sega and them. So it just really amplified the fanboyism it really did like that I that think, was a fun time i think that might have been peak fanboy actually oh I, can you imagine if the internet existed then in the capacity that it does now <laughs> yeah 
that would have been a dark place. Yeah. Yeah, I stuck to the Nintendo Power. Everything was bright and colorful and happy. Oh, man, that was great. I loved the Nintendo Power magazine. It yep. was great. Yep. So, yeah, that's the end of the show. I, yeah, oh, yeah, go do Mercury. You know, the $5 yes. a month uh, ad-free Shack News experience. Which we've been talking about expanding We're pretty soon. We're going here. to expand it yeah. to bring back some features. Uh, that have been missing from the site add some features that are new to the site figure out a way how the hell to make money in the 21st century off of a video game website because i hate ads yeah ads suck yep and patreon is interesting but we already have it is it's called mercury like mm-hmm. we don't need uh we don't need to go give someone else more money yeah you know it's all it's tough yeah it's tough out there and everyone else who's running a game site out there i feel for them mm-hmm. it's tough right now and i know sites that are, they're gonna close before the end of the year so mm-hmm. it's kind of i'm worried for some of my friends out there uh but yeah you know shout outs to some of our colleagues on you know on the partridge family oh sorry the cartridge family the cartridge family yeah um you know those guys are doing good yeah. work over there listen to their podcast if you haven't i've been enjoying their show uh yeah and you know just another shout out to like kevin cassidy over at go nintendo i think he's doing great work mm-hmm. um and yeah you know go to our website click on our stuff if you see you know, i'm gonna do this psa again okay if you're on social media, which I am, and you are kind of, reluctantly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my dog isn't yet. No. She's too young. Maybe when she has her third birthday. Yeah. Um, And you share a link. Click it before you share it. Read the article before you share it. Maybe watch the video I before you this. share it. I second all of it. Yeah. read the article click the link it helps the reader it helps the writer out mm-hmm. and it helps you become a more informed reader and a more informed sharer of information yeah and you can vet things yourself you can read something before you share it it's not that hard no click the link before you share it learn something and then share the, your knowledge with others so yeah um I don't know. This last day has sucked. Like the the shooting in Las Vegas is horrible. Tom Petty. Tom Petty's dead. I it's just a sad day. Mm-hmm. I hope we could I hope our show helps distract people from the you know, the challenges that this country faces. I hope so. You had a lot of a lot of fun adventures in Japan. It was fun for me to hear about them. It was a nice escape. Mhm. Um and yeah, my best friend lives there, so it's always fun to go yeah. see your friends. Yeah, it's weird, you know, because we grew up here in Canton. Yeah, and then his whole family is basically left. Yeah, you know, and it's like you're it's, meeting up in Japan now. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's funny like to hang out. Yeah, it used to be nine minutes down the street from here. Now it's like yeah, thousands of miles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everyone in Japan is really nice. Uh, Tokyo is super cool city. I you know I could spend months there. Yeah, you know you can just do. There's so much to do. Mm-hmm. 
So I always feel every time I go there, I'm like, oh, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Yeah. You know, but that's how trips are. Don't wait another 16 years. No, I won't. I'll probably go back next year. I'm I want to go to Super Nintendo Land. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I want to go there. But I also, I, I do want to go back to TGS because even though, like I said, I didn't get a whole lot of interviews, I did get to meet people mm-hmm. and get the Shack News brand in front of people that may not know it. That's good. I think that's important. Uh, and that's why I continue to go to these events. Uh, and yeah, you know, keep building PR relationships, all that stuff. But yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be around for a real long time. You know, it's good to hear. I just saw, uh, Jeff Kanata's podcast. They, the, the DLC guys, mm-hmm. they just hit episode 200. So shout out to them. Wow. Fantastic. I love Jeff Kanata's podcast. Yeah. That's great. I was excited to see that today. So congratulations to two ends, one T for life. I know. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah uh that's about all i got uh and yeah if you're at new york comic-con go see david and get your book signed by him if you don't go to comic-con go buy his book you know it's a good book i need to start reading it i didn't bring it with me to japan because i didn't have any room it's all right you, you have know, it you have it it's, uh, i have quite a few copies actually oh all right uh but yeah i need to read it i'm definitely gonna be giving it to my family as presents this holiday oh good learn about th- the apple 2 and apple 2 games we're an apple family we love apple like it's it's the reason i could afford check news so right. i i love apple and I, that era of apple speaks to me yeah because it was a hacker's world and that was waz's era yeah and i love that era he needs to come back yeah and he also needs to talk to you about this book he's did yeah <laughs> gonna, I, I want to do a volume two. He needs just the Waz Chronicles. Yeah, uh, man, that'd be great. But yeah, if you're out there, Steve Wozniak, which you're not because you're busy doing something cool. Yeah. He's probably riding a Segway with a Nintendo Switch strapped to his face. Waz is going to Waz. Right? Yeah. He's probably hacked together something really cool. Yeah. I hear he still plays uh, Game Boy Color. He's obsessed with Tetris on Game Boy Color. I mean, the Game Boy is a great platform. I can't fault him for that. Yeah, yeah he uh, he uh, met, I think it was like the Prime Minister of Russia, and he gave him a copy of oh. Tetris on Game Boy. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, These are the people that, that it, it uh, was a red, hobnobs with. It was like a red Game Boy, and he oh. gave him like it oh, had Tetris nice. in it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it was. <laughs> but yeah, go to Shack News, go to the chatty, go follow us on... Uh, twitch we're gonna start doing twitch stuff extra life's coming up right go to our extra life page and donate money for the kids or sign up to be part of our stream i'm gonna have some sort of announcement in the next week about uh just that whole thing cool and it's coming up on the anniversary of me becoming ceo so i usually like to make an annual address around that time okay uh to the chatty and to the site so plan on doing that um yeah, thank you guys for listening. I think we're getting some some solid traction. People were very excited about Doom coming out on Switch. Our last episode, oh yes, had quite a few listens and plays and shares and views and yeah. We're gonna be talking about that extensively. I think that comes out this month too, right? Just October. Really? I think so. Doom? I think. Oh my god. I mean, I'll have to double check, but I think I think it's October. Oh my god. This is like the best month ever for gaming. Doom and Mario on Nintendo. Shadow of War. Forza. Oh, yeah. Or sh- Shadow of 
Oh yeah, it is Shadow, Shadow of War. War. Shadow and uh, then Forza. Okay. Um, Cuphead you can include in this month because it came out right yeah. in the last month. SNES Classic you can include in this month. Yeah, you a lot well. of people are getting delivery of that this yeah. month. Yeah, Nintendo actually made SNES Classics this time, so that's cool. Yeah, good for yeah. I uh, showed up to Target. I was number thirteen of thirty five in line, so I had room to spare, nice. and I rolled up there like twenty minutes before they opened. I was, you know, I wanted one, but I wasn't gonna go like you know burn the midnight oil to find <laughs> it. I wasn't gonna pay markups. I just thought I'll go, and if I get one, great. And I did. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like everyone I know that was the case. So yeah. That that makes me feel better. Nintendo has learned. Yep. So anyway, yeah, follow us, subscribe to us, send us bags of money. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Sure. I won't turn that down. Tweet at us about tacos that you ate. I want to know about more taco places. I want to know about tacos and what kind of tacos you guys are eating out there. Comment in the chatty about it. Yeah. Tell me you like my dog pictures. I love to hear that. I mean, my dog's adorable. Yeah. You know, she's been a great guest host, I think, she this, has. this episode. she's She carried the show, if I'm being honest. Yeah, if we're being honest. So, anyway, go out there and do it for Shack News. Shack News.